Welcome to Machine Learning, The Way the World Works. I want to talk today about this idea that we are loved. Too many secrets. Remember there was a show called Sneakers, and the premise of it was that there was too many secrets, and this group had discovered a machine that was able to break the encryption codes that protected the world's information. And then another group of thieves stole the machine from them, and they had to devise a plan to get the machine back. But if we look at ourselves and we look at how we perceive ourselves. Do we have self-hatred towards ourselves? Do we despise certain things that were a part of our heredity? Uh, the physical makeup of our body, the capacity of our brain to think, uh, even our personality. Do we have self-hatred that makes us feel like we're flawed and do we have so much fear of being discovered that we try to control everything and I've heard some people say well I'm just a perfectionist well that's great and it's good to be accurate and it's good to be diligent in your accuracy but are you really saying, I need to control everything so I feel safe? Now, you do need to set boundaries to feel safe, yes. But controlling other people to feel safe and controlling their behavior is not possible. There needs to be a boundary established and a consequence. You know, I wonder how many people are just dying inside. And when I say dying inside, they feel empty. They don't have sense of purpose. They don't feel good about themselves. They don't feel loved. And one of the greatest needs of in humanity is the need to be loved. I've talked about the need to form community. Community is essential for the interactions because they help us to understand other people. And through that understanding, we can build relationships of trust. And those relationships of trust um, are what we call love. When we trust someone, we love them. It's that simple. If we trust God... We love him. If we distrust God and say that he is not working in our best interests, then we don't love him. We can't love him if we don't trust him. And so it's really the feeling of the heart that matters in our relationship with God. He'll send his Holy Spirit to tell us that he loves us. 
God loved us first before we loved him. I find that it very that uh, statement very interesting by John, that he loved us so much he sent his only begotten son to die for us, to suffer all sins and infirmities of man, to experience all of the trials of creation, which I, I, I don't know what all those trials were. But I do know that creation was part of his atonement. And there must have been failures. There must have been uh, disappointments. Or there must have been times to figure out how to balance the ecosystems. When you look at the dinosaurs, for example, it was a very efficient system when you think about it. There were predators and there were prey. And... If there were too many predators, then there wouldn't be enough prey, and they would eventually all die out from hunger. If the prey did not reproduce quickly, they could not sustain their populations with the predators. So there was a careful balance of the number of predators to prey. And uh, we know that they survived for, for a long periods of time, as evidenced by the variety and the number of skeletons that we find that suggest, dinosaur bones, that suggest that they covered pretty much all of the earth. And so there was no time for waste. If you look at the early part of the earth in its creation, um, if there's evidence that there was high volcanic activity, lava flows that formed the west coast, uh, parts of Seattle, were lava flows from Idaho, moving rapid from lava gushing out of the earth and traveling uh, about 55 miles an hour to the west coast and forming about three feet deep of lava. And so we also see the continental drift where um, land masses from other areas are impacted along the coastline and become uh, mass of the western part of the continent. And when you think about that, there's evidence of hundreds, maybe thousands of ghost volcanoes. So there's a lot of lava moving up. It was a very harsh environment, maybe too harsh for man. Uh, I don't know. Maybe man existed with the dinosaurs. I I've, I've saw evidence that there, they could have coexisted together. And the, that time frame of the giant lizard was in the thousands of years, not millions. But irregardless of that, dispute or debate, it still shows that creation was efficient in that there was no time on the earth that there was waste. And by the time man came, Adam was created, that there was uh, trees, there were fruit, there were food, and there was a balance between the animals and, and humans. So God seems to be one of great wisdom. 
he his creations are planned and uh, developed over time. When we feel like others need to hear information, we get frustrated. Um, I remember when there was um, a book called Crucial Conversations, and in that he said that sometimes when people don't feel good about themselves, they don't feel loved, and they're afraid, they use emotional violence to bring attention to themselves. They manipulate conversations. They tell exaggerated stories. And his point was, is sometimes just talking doesn't actually solve problems. When you're seeking the truth and talking about things that really matter and trying to solve a real problem, then the frustrations of the group drop and there's shared meaning in that group, a shared meaning and direction, which way they're moving to help transform organizations and groups. So when we feel like others need to hear information, we get frustrated. If we're confident, we don't need to always share our opinion if it would cause frustration in the group. It has to be welcome. Or if we do share what we're thinking, we need to share it in a way that is truthful, direct, and without accusation. And use story to help illustrate what we're trying to say, but bring it together quickly because people have a short attention span when they're not in tune with each other or in sync or have shared meaning. So you have to establish that shared meaning in the group so that the frustration levels are reduced. You have to talk their language and communicate in a way that is helpful. And when you do that, there's a feeling of validation that occurs. They feel important. They feel like they matter. You feel like you're important or being recognized. And you sometimes you realize that God can take us down different routes to feel consequences. So if we're, if we, for example, someone has shared some truths with us and we ignore it and say, ah, I don't care. And I'm going to my own way. And the Lord then shares with us the consequence. I think of Jonas in the, the well. That's a good one where he didn't want to go to Nineveh. Nineveh had a terrible reputation and no one survived Nineveh. All the prophets were killed. And the Lord still asked him to go to Nineveh and call, cry repentance. And that there were souls in Nineveh that did repent. But he felt anxiety in going that way, and he went a different way. And the Lord showed him a consequence, which was not mean. It was to show Jonah that 
there was a boundary here that he was his servant and he needed to go to the city of Nineveh to cry repentance and to warn them and to help them understand the truth. And so he was swallowed by a well for three days and spit up on the shore. And then he was willing to go about his mission. And he realized at that point that there were, there were consequences. Now, the Lord actually showed him great love because he didn't destroy him. He just sent him down a different route. We get sometimes sent down different routes to find our purpose in life and to find love in this life.